0: Welcome to the r and the sexy show, right here on the Comic Storian YouTube channel, the iTunes, the SoundCloud, and on our Patreon, patreon.com slash comicstorian, in which we discuss random topics that have happened in the comic book world, we discuss theory crafting and things along those lines that we enjoy, and we hope you enjoy, either educating each other and you, or educating ourselves in the world of comic books. Today I'm going to be attempting to keep my voice much lower than usual. I'm not exhausted, but I've been told that I am much, much too loud for my own set. Every time you've heard me be echoey, that is not me failing to turn the mic on, that is me coming across every microphone sitting here in the room. Hopefully this sounds better. Now, before we can get into today's episode, I do wanna let you know that this is streamed live every Thursday at about 2 p.m. Eastern. Rob and I sit here and talk about our topics live on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash eligiblemonster, where you can come over and join the fun. This particular episode was filmed on Monday because as you may see, we have a guest. Hi. His name is Sal. He's from a channel known as Comic Pop. He's in town, so we've re- we filmed this and another episode and something else that I'm not going to name on this because it's a surprise yeah. on this particular week while he was here on a Monday. So join our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash to see that. Now, you may be wondering why Rob looks potentially stoned. It's because we just revealed to Rob that he has a cadence when he goes into explain mode. You guys like to joke around that Rob explains things to you. When he gets mentally into that space, he has a preset pattern in his voice and he's starting to realize it. I don't think I do. Everyone here agrees you do, Rob. No, he does, though.
1: <laughs> okay. All right, so, so hold on, hold on. So what do I want to Gary, do here? could you okay. shift over there? No, okay. So, all right. So what f- do I want to do t- here? No, t- okay, the flash. The okay. flash. Yeah. All right, so, oh my God, I think I do. So Jay <laughs> Garrick appeared, So Jay Garrick appeared. In Flash Comics number one, Flash Comics number one, back in whatever it was, 1940 something, and then with, fuck, <laughs>
0: <Talk. laughs> every time you almost know something, that's what you say. Uh, uh, 1947, whatever it was. No, no uh, okay, yeah. okay. So Jay Garrick appeared back in 1940
1: whatever in Flash Comics number one, and at the time, atomic energy was at the, the name time, of the game. At the time, atomic energy, atomic energy was the name of the game. So Jay <laughs> Garrick got his powers from heavy water, and
0: then as the comic book boom, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I do. You, you, your voice will peak at the exact points and go down to the low points yep. at, at the exact same pattern over and no over No way. That's why people say that you're soothing and you can put people to sleep. Yeah. Because you have you're, a you're low preset pattern.
1: Them. So Barry Allen appeared in 1956 with DC Showcase number four. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <Damn. laughs> oh my God. Yeah. He can't break the pattern. Uh, it's like Hold a on. gentle wave from the ocean. So Barry Allen first appeared in DC Showcase number four and his whole character was rooted in the idea of blending science fiction with... Superhero genres? And, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> and, and Julia Schwartz said, We have to merge the two because nobody really cares about superheroes anymore. So we have to get the science fiction genre, which is really popular, and bring it into superheroes. So
0: oh hey, there God, we go. it feels so unnatural. You broke, yeah, you're you going to kill it the channel so, if you change it. Don't change it. Yeah, like People say, it love feels it. No. So that felt more like a giant run on sentence. Yeah. It does. <laughs> wow.
2: Because really, they all are. <laughs> but the, the drop adds a kind of, like, unofficial period. They
0: are really run uh, uh, here, Here's the funny wow. thing. Our Twitch chat is saying that you won't be able to record for the next
2: week because the whole time you'd be like, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> oh, no!
3: <laughs>
1: wow.
2: Well, I got to pack it in. I built this whole room with the soundproofing.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to, like, go home and listen to videos. Yeah. Just
0: be like, damn. It's, it's the, the same really pattern nice over, and over and over and over. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> wow. We've killed Comics Explained. We have yeah. killed Comics
0: Explained. If you're, so, a little quick before we get into it, today's topic is going to be what's next in D.C. We wanted to theorize ourselves, discuss it, but before we get into what's coming after Rebirth, what's coming in now, what we know, what we think is going to happen, um, Sal, hey, for those of you people who don't know who you are and they don't find us, over on the weekly poll every other week on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Eligible mm-hmm. what are you? Well, are you?
2: Uh, I'm Sal, hi, uh, and I run a YouTube channel called Comic Pop, which you may be familiar with because you've probably seen it in some collaboration with Comic Story or Comic Explained. If not, welcome to the channel, uh, you know, when you go there eventually. Uh, we do uh, comic book discussions. It's kind of uh, informal chats about your favorite or your least favorite comics and just kind of delving into the nitty gritty and kind of sharing them in a, in a fun kind of collegiate way. We just we just have a good time and play with your friends and stuff like that. So it's basically just a whole big discussion series.
0: Basically, if you enjoy the weekly poll or you enjoy R&BE or you enjoy all the, the insanity that happens with me, Rob, Dan, and Gary right here on Comic <coughs> Story, and that's pretty much what they do 24/7. Yeah, you'll get it on. A,
2: you'll get it five days a week. Yeah, that's
0: that, that. That's always what they do. The discussion pieces. They they go over the things. They nitty gritty at all. Yeah, it's,
2: we do do reviews uh, and stuff as well. But uh, it's all about the conversation.
0: Right. I mean, we only do it like twice a week over here. Yeah. Everything else with the other shows. this week. Yeah, I want
1: to be on Elseworlds Exchange. Well, you sometime. should Come on. I don't think I've ever been on Elseworlds. You exchange. have been. He has not.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. we, the one time we were scheduling it, you did it like right between two cons. It, it was just was, impossible. Yeah. You were like, "You're gonna be free on Wednesday." I'm like, "I think I will be." Yep. And then you hit me the no. I'm like, "I'm exhausted."
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was a bad time. So yeah, we'll work it was, out. It was a really bad. Yeah. Time. I want to be on Elseworlds well, you Exchange. You should be. Man. It's a great show. And yeah.
0: before anybody asks, his big show is called The Back Issues, and we did not plan to do it while he's here, which we never do. Every time I
2: come out here, I'm like, "Nope, we're not gonna do it." But
0: sadly, while Rob will not be at Philly Keystone Comics Comic Con. Dan and I will, with Gary, so we'll be in a back issue. Hey, hey yeah. That'd be great. You could do a back issues in the car. Film you and Rob while, oh, while driving f- up to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> the car
2: issues? Yeah. The car issues? Yeah. I like that. Uh, That's a show now. <laughs> Copyright
1: <Comprisque>, Comic Pop. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you could call it like, like you could call it like fans and cars getting Car-mix. comics. <laughs> car mix? <laughs>
3: No, no, dude, that just
1: sucks. no, just rip it off. Just call it like, like yeah. fans and cars getting comics. Yeah. Just, I look you forward just, to you my CMD <laughs> from Jerry Snyder. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: He knows Season better assist.
2: now.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, so
2: uh, what's next for TC?
0: What's, okay, so where are we at right now? And for those of you guys who don't know, I just had a, a recent interview with Scott Snyder. Um, everything that he revealed to me. Is in that video? Yeah. So I have no insider information. It was the coolest interview ever because he was like, "I just want to talk with fans. This is where I can find my fans, and I want to just tell you guys what's going on that I'm allowed to tell you guys what's going on." Yeah. Which has given me a lot for us to discuss now. That's great because it's all out there. Yeah. And since you guys don't watch my channel, I can I can reveal (laughs) it all to you.
2: Yeah. That's
0: fair. I mean, it seems
1: like DC's in the transitionary period because they're moving away from Rebirth and they're going into DC Universe. So like the new wave of titles are coming out that are like basically the post-Rebirth. Landscape, which honestly, I always kind of felt like rebirth would run until doomsday clock ended, which technically I think it was supposed to. I think that was to. the plan. I yeah. think
0: that was the plan. Okay, yeah, I, mean, I will say one thing he did not talk to me about at all doomsday was a doomsday clock. clock. Yeah. So, like, I brought it up a couple of times, and his exact answer was that's a Jeff John's thing. That's and Scott saying, Snyder is not Jeff John's. They,
2: they, that's a really good DC party line, by the way, because yeah. anytime you have any questions for any creators that are of the top tier status, Scott Snyder, uh, Jeff John's, if you ask each of them about, or Bendis. Yeah, Grant Morrison of them, was another one he yeah. wouldn't touch on. Right, they don't talk about each other's stuff. So yeah. if you asked Bendis about Doomsday Clock, he'd be like, that's just John's thing. If you ask John's about like, DC Metal, he'd be like, that's Snyder's thing. You know? yeah. just, and I think that's interesting because that might be kind of like the direction they're going in, which is let the creators do what they want and le- have less reliance on a cohesive universe. Like, yeah, it's but less I think about, they tried that with DCU. I think they did too, but I think they're trying it again. <laughs>
1: But see, it, it depends on how they handle it. Because the problem that you have with DCU is you had so many conflicting stories going on. Yes. That was a problem they had. Like, Some Superman's the a god of didn't... knowledge in Justice League, and then he's not even... Or, Batman's a god of knowledge in Justice League, and Bruce isn't even Batman in his own comic book. Yeah. Of the time.
2: So, stuff like that created problems. Well, there. and what they need to do, and what they've done before, is just say, like, this story takes place between these issues and this issue and this issue. Well, this actually, issue. so someone brought up in our Twitch chat yeah. that in the interview,
0: we didn't talk about Tom King's run. We did briefly. Mm-hmm. Because, once again... Scott Sanders' answer was, when we were talking offline, that's Tom King's thing, so I didn't ask very much about it because that's, he wasn't going to You knew it wasn't going to go anywhere. Right, but he did mention that one thing that they are really, really trying hard to do is that. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make sure that the continuity, you can figure out where things plug in. See, that's
2: what I want. Yeah. I think everybody who reads and loves DC wants it to all fit,
0: yeah, or yeah. at least
2: have the illusion of fitting. And the illusion of fitting is you say that this story that couldn't possibly happen during this big other story right. is happening between these other stories.
0: Which is what they're doing for, so I guess uh, what he said is gonna happen, because if you're reading Justice League 6, yes. um, he's he got bo- both his arms and legs are both broken. And for the next arc, apparently Scott Snyder said, uh, Batman's going to be in the Bat body cast, mm-hmm. which he, he, he revealed a couple things on there, it's gonna be really epic from the way he sounded. But he said that Tom King's gonna make reference to it, but it's not going to affect the Tom King run,
2: right. Like he'll just reference there will oh, I was be literally no six months or something. yeah, he won't yeah. he be in the cast <laughs> in any way right. It'll just be like he had to add a line. just like I think I, I think that in Doomsday Clock, one of the last issues when they had like the Court of Owls and the reference to Heroes in Crisis, I think that was an addition. Yeah. I think originally it was just what it was and they were like, can we put two panels in here and, or just add another page? That has that reference in there, so that we can like stretch this out. And yeah. I think that was, and I think the DC is pretty good at that, where yeah, they're just like the, take well, something that exists already, add a thing to make it make more sense in the larger. Well, it's, universe.
0: it's been my debate since the beginning. And I mean, the greatest example I had is when I felt like that we hit the point where this had to start happening. Yeah. was when um, Secret Empire and DC Metal were coming out at the exact same time, just oh, yeah. about. They like collided. Secret Empire was Within wrapping up. a month up. of each other. Yeah, like yeah, Secret Empire was wrapping up. DC Metal was starting. Yeah. And I was saying that DC Metal was proof, in my opinion, of what an event should do. Yeah. You don't have to outright say or like reveal tons of backstory, but if you give me the indications where it's all happening, mm-hmm. I know I can follow it or I could ignore it. My yeah. biggest complaint was in Secret Empire, they found the Cosmic Cube in an Italian and they barely referenced it. They were just yeah. like, oh yeah, we found this. And you're like... Where? Where do I read that? How how does that even exist? Yeah, that was kind of a
1: big plot point. Right.
0: And DC Metal had a very similar thing. Yeah. But they were like, it happened here. Go read if you're interested. But all you need to know
2: is we have it.
1: Yeah. And But I I feel like things like that were thrown in because Marvel wanted to wrap up Secret Empire
2: as soon as they possibly could. (laughs) Well, (laughs) they also wanted to milk it it as hard as they could too, though. Because there's like there were probably I think there were more tie-ins for Secret Empire than there were for DC Metal. Oh,
0: by a mile. you. Oh, if, 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 so, watching yeah. the
2: interview, one thing that Scott Snyder did to re- go on is, because I asked about that. I told him,
0: I was like, DC, what I liked about DC Metal was how small and concise it was. How you only had one tie-in per week, but I also felt the back end, you you, you needed more room, because you put your Death of Red Death in the tie-in. Yeah. I, I didn't agree with that. I told Scott Snyder that. Yeah. And he said he agreed. He actually, the problem they had with DC Metal was DC wanted a small, concise event, he wanted to do a bigger thing. Yeah. So that was that was like the compromise. Yeah. Because I mean, what they were concerned about was the Secret Empire situation, where you get halfway through your event
2: and it wasn't selling. That's a genuine concern. Yeah. But
1: the the issue why Secret Empire struggled had nothing really had nothing to do with the story. It was when the story was written. If Secret Empire had been written like 15 years ago, it would have been hailed or, as a yeah, huge it would, it masterpiece. Have just, yeah, it would just it have been like one of the greatest Captain America stories ever well, told. A, it wouldn't have been written but
2: by Nick Spencer, it would have been written by somebody else. Right.
1: I think Nick Spencer did an amazing job I think right? he did too. I think, I think Nick Spencer's like, Spider-Man and even his his what is it, astonishing Ant-Man shows, yeah. he's an amazing writer. Definitely. no, I agree I with that, that.
0: I feel the promise of Secret Empire, in my opinion, was it was too big for his britches. He wasn't ready to control an event. I think opinion. I think he
1: was I think he was perfect if, for it. I think it was just it was it was the environment of when the story was released. Well, I
0: think that didn't help. Mm. I, get, I what I feel like happened was he had a plan he was ready to go and then he was bombarded in one of those overloading stress kind of a situations okay I can't handle this anymore I got everyone coming from home, all sides
2: yeah okay. well that's all speculation I don't know yeah, it like, is all speculation. I, I want to believe that like Spencer had this one idea and Marvel inflated it
0: yeah because, and that too
2: yeah and I think he's also like I had this story I didn't have enough story for you to have this many tie-ins right so like I can't control what happens in those tie-ins and then those tie-ins also influence what my story is all about or undercut what my story is. And so what am I gonna do here? So it's like, it's tough. We're gonna to have to do an interview with Nick Spencer to find out. Uh, maybe, one day. <laughs> um, I'm hoping to get more individuals on the show. Yeah. I did reach out
0: to Tom Taylor. I, I reached out to him, because as so, well, soon as the Scott Snyder thing went up, he uh, someone said, oh, you should talk to him next. Yeah. And he responded with, sure, I'll do that. Yeah, And so I sent him a, a DM, because we're both following each other. And I just like, I don't know if you actually know who I am or
2: right. if you just think I'm too so weird. Or, or if you mean it. <laughs> you're, like,
0: if you mean it or if you were just being nice on Twitter or whatever, mm-hmm. if you're interested, like we we won't talk politics. Anything you don't want, I can cut out. Scott Snyder was just all one big thing, but I yeah. like I feel like, creators like they'd be worried they're going to reveal things yeah So like give them like if you reveal something you don't want that's fine we'll pull Mm -hmm. it out it's not a big deal you know yeah but I send that message to him but I did open it with like I don't know if you fully know who I am or if you're just following me because I tweet about injustice all the time (laughs) (laughs) but like here's what I'd like to do so we'll see he hasn't responded yet but
1: yeah I don't know like like the the environment of the time of comics release impacts the comics themselves like imagine if God loves man kills was released in 1969 mmm yeah and like Kitty Pryde drops the end ball.
2: That would have been pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, like imagine the backlash. Like that would have had a huge amount of backlash. But it also would have been really relevant to its time. It, it would have been. But it just because been... it was relevant doesn't mean that people would appreciate its yeah. relevance.
2: I don't. I think it. I think it had as much of a seismic impact in the 80s as it did, in, as it would have in the 60s. I don't I think, think. I think it actually would have been less well received if it was done today. Oh yeah, definitely today. But, but, but,
0: but regardless of how well the event did or whatever, yeah. the concern of DC, because regardless of what happened with Secret Empire, it mm-hmm. did do poorly in the back end of the sales. Yeah. And that was DC's concern, according to him. Yeah. Yeah. And it was yeah.
2: smart. What they did was smart. And I hope that DC metal is a indication of DC learning from Marvel's and their own mistakes and going like, this is how we're going to do events for probably the foreseeable future.
0: Well, it seemed like Marvel learned that because then No Surrender came out. Oh, and that yeah. was perfect. I love No Surrender. Love I actually really yeah. legitimately like no, it. No, I, I do too. I have the hardcover here and, and everything. Me too.
2: Yeah. And it's really like, and it's long and it's expansive and the, the uh, no tie-ins. And no tie-ins. If uh,
0: the, the, all the tie-ins are post afterwards, like what's going on with Quicksilver? Uh, uh, quicksilver
2: like, No Surrender, which is like, oh, I'm not going to read a Quicksilver. No, no,
0: no. Oh my God, you need to read Quicksilver <laughs> No Surrender. I hear it's good, but it's I'm just really like, good. I, I hate it. like the
1: Speed Force or something like that. Yeah, yeah they they added time
0: stopped. It's not Speed Force. Right. Time has stopped and his emotions are creating evil versions of himself in stopped time.
2: Okay. Huh. So it's a it's a total what, Quicksilver story. It well, it's a
0: total Quicksilver story and what makes it even more interesting is he's making more of these evils because only Scarlet Witch and Dr. Brother Voodoo like the Yes. Yeah. they're the only ones trying to get him and then that drives like where are the Avengers? Right. If I was Tony, you'd all be here. If I was Captain America, you'd all be here. I just get you and you. That's yeah. all. I guess so now he's getting more self pity, making more of these evil things mm. that are trying to dis disassemble his entire life. It's really good. It's That's a great cool. like introspective character development kind of mm. a thing. And I love the turtle. The turtle's the best thing ever.
1: See, I told people like you get like like I don't know where I stand on this, but I was I always thought that be like Son of M was proof that you
2: could write a pretty good Quicksilver story. Yeah.
0: And I, 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 See, I, I, I also I, I avoided that
2: one too because I was like, ugh. by by House of them, I was done with all of them. And I'm not even, yeah, even going to
0: lie, I was the one like as they announced Quicksilver, I'm like, who the hell cares? Right? Who asked for this? Who asked for this? And the
2: reality is like not many people, but they still made a good story. Yeah, they made out.
0: an amazing story. I love that Quicksilver story. Oh, check it out. But um, uh, what's next for DC? Yeah. Oh, so anyway, <laughs> doubling back around. Um, the way he said that they all the current writers have all these plans for up to 100 issues, 50 issues. He's on Justice League for 50 issues, 50 yes. issue plan.
2: And we know King's on for 100 issues. 100 issues. So there's 50 issues. And we know that. Bendis ain't going nowhere. Bendis ain't going.
0: Yeah, nowhere. he's
1: gonna ride Batman until they fire him, or Superman rather, so they get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. He's got. I bi- mean, if yeah, I were Bendis, I would. I would ride that train as long as
0: like. From um, from what he had revealed, because um, he wouldn't. He didn't outright say Bendis. But he said that's in somebody, I think he didn't, but he said it's in, the, it's in that other wheelhouse. You can assume who it'll be that's uh-huh. going to take care of it. Yeah. But he says we got Superboy Prime coming, we got Connor Kent coming, yeah. we got the whole Superman family returning. Like It looks like Bendis has a big plan for the whole family. Yeah. Yeah. Scott Snyder was telling me that the, when he was prepping for the role, Bendis was finding all of these old, old comics that even he didn't know existed right. to learn the entire sprawling history of Superman and bring it all back in. Okay. Oh
1: yeah, there's a massive amount of history. I mean, yeah. there's... There a time that Superman split in half when he first encountered Red Kryptonite, and you had Clark Kent, and then you had Superman. I mean, there's, dude, there's a shit ton of history there. Yeah. I mean, you've got Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. You've got Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane. Like, those were comics. Lois Lane actually sold right below Superman in action for years and years and years. Mm. Yeah. It was incredibly popular. Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, was really, really popular. Um, yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a ton of stuff that Bendis could draw on. Yeah. If he wanted to bring back classic Superman stuff.
0: And it's and, and yeah, got Snyder even said... I feel like I feel weird. I feel weird if I were to just call him Scott, like yeah. we've gotten to that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also feel weird just calling him Snyder. Yeah, you, that, you feel
2: disrespectful. Right then, I feel
0: you can, disrespectful. That, you can use but the last name to refer just, to him. Scott Snyder. Scott yeah.
1: Snyder. <laughs> that's, that's I mean, everybody calls
0: him
2: Scott Snyder. I, I feel.
0: Yeah. I feel like it, like if we ever just like met in person, like you like at Scott a Snyder, what's going on? Hey, wait, hey like? Scott Snyder, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> be like,
2: It's just Scott, buddy.
0: <laughs> yeah. What, what was that in? Uh, I was like on a TV show. They just always referenced that like this character by their first and last name. Yeah. I know I, I find it weird now that I'm talking to some of these these creators because we all reference them differently. Right. Like Scott Snyder is Scott Snyder. Tom Taylor is Tom Taylor. Right. It's, right. Right. So it's, not, it's not Tom, Tom or Taylor. It's not Scott. But Brian Michael Bendis is Bendis. 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 Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. But he's such a recognizable name. No,
0: I know, but it And I weird. think
1: people I think people say Scott Snyder because if you say, "Hey, like I was talking to Snyder the other day," the first thing they're going to think is Zack Snyder. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, kind of kind of But it,
0: it, it just it reminds me of all military days where I was Potter Right, where yeah. are you at, Potter? Hey, Sergeant Potter. It was yeah. never. It would never many. occur to me to call you that. It, right. Mm-hmm. It's it's so weird. Anyway, yeah. that was just my brain just going.
2: Fair enough. It's funny. Uh, I was actually reading an interview with Bendis the other day, and he was talking about how um, the, the the editorial and creative groups of DC, when he came in, and now that he's here, have kind of created this like. This idea of, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to get out of your way if you have an idea or you want to do something. Yeah, And that kind of scared me a little bit. That's well, But that's the future, I so think, the, of DC. Is, So, I mean, we're going to get to the discussion of what's next because we're, yeah. we're, I think what
0: we have to discuss is after the next 50. Right. everyone's got a plan for 50. Yeah, if
2: they, all have, if they all have plans for 50 to 100 issues, what's after that?
0: Yeah, but um, the what he had said is it's on them if they mess up the continuity and they mess it up royally mm-hmm. because even Brian Michael Bendis has been calling everyone. Like, yeah. what are we doing? How are we going to make it connect? That's actually like kind that? of amazing because that, I, I imagine he never, never do that. Right, yeah, apparently exactly. DC's That's higher ups funny. are all in constant communication so that what happens in one book is not ignored in another book, including Brian Michael Bendis. Apparently everyone, I mean, myself, I even brought it up to Scott Snyder in the thing. I'm like, everyone's concerned that he's just going to do his own thing. That's what he yes. always does, Yeah, yeah. But, but, but just did all regardless well. of it looking that way, apparently he's at least been calling everyone to try and keep it within the continuity. Okay. Yeah. Like uh, Scott and I were saying, this next arc for Wonder Woman is mm-hmm. going to set up what G. Willow Wilson's doing. Okay. Nice. It's entirely lined up. Same thing with Aquaman and I think it's Kelly Sue DeConnick doing that yeah. one. Yeah, I'm pretty excited They're about setting that. it up because they've worked it all out already.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm going to be sad to see Dan Abnett leave Aquaman. Yeah, he's but been doing I, a really good he's job. He's been doing, doing a pretty amazing His thing. run on <laughs>
0: Aquaman has been amazing. My complaint has been the art shifting. I think you guys said it yes best on our review show yesterday where they said Aquaman's one of those books you need to keep your top line artist on. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what's gonna
2: sell the book. Exactly. Like yes, there are people who love Aquaman, but like you really need people to be like, Yeah, I know you don't care for Aquaman. But the art is killer. See, how that, many that, times that really did I review it. that
0: book, and I would say, like, this story was kind of subpar, but the art was spectacular. Yes,
2: that's, that's it, man. Like, like you,
1: like yeah. the problem with Aquaman is you have the legacy of Aquaman riding seahorse and talking to fish, working against you. Yeah, yeah. So, you, so you kind of have to make a. You the argument premise of Aquaman.
2: It. Yeah. <laughs> Just saddling him from
1: that's greatness. That's the thing. Like, like for me, like it's like reading a comic book is half the art. Yeah. Like half of the reason why I would read a comic is art. Like I've had I've, there have been comics that have been written, like for example, like uh, centuries written by Jeff Lemire. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I'll read anything Jeff Lemire writes except that. Because the art just does not really do anything yeah. for me. Really? So close the I think the art, art on century. Right. I, I, there yeah.
0: have been superheroes that I'm huge fans of and I've dropped the book over the art. Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. And that's entirely how it is. I'm trying to think of like a great example recently of like one of my favorite superheroes and I dropped it. Um uh, Supergirl's new number one. Oh really? I was super excited about that because I am actually a fan of Supergirl. Yes. I, she's, she's one of those superheroes that can be done very, very well and very, very poorly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was excited for a new fresh start to see which which what is this going to be. Mm-hmm. I was not a fan of the art at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, even if this turns out amazing, it's not going to chance you just lost me. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah,
1: perfect. I don't know. I mean, that's why I kind of, I, I usually try to go back because sometimes art grows on me. Like Jay Lee's art, it took a long time
2: for that to go on me. That it did take takes time, some time. Yeah. Although I will say, though, when Jay Lee, like, when I first came on to Jay Lee's work on, like, X-Factor, yeah. I was like, this is nuts but it, <laughs> it did the book really, really well. It did. Yeah. But then, you know, like Batman vs. Superman, or not versus, but Batman Superman from The New 52 when Jay Lee was on it, I was like, eh... Like, yeah. I see what you're doing, but it's not. It I didn't like that one. It doesn't yeah. work for me. It didn't work for me, I think, because it was like every every page was a painting. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool, but like, I'm reading a Batman Superman book, and I'm used to like the Ed McGuinness and Jeff Loeb Batman Superman book, where it's like just high flying superheroics and action yeah. adventure. It's not quite as yeah. high art as Jay Lee wanted it to be. It was super high art, and even the storyline for
0: that one was yeah. kind of like an introspective, we're meeting our younger selves. And we're right, to and explore I was like, all right. like that's. Yeah, punch something, please. It's yeah. kind of, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: I would, I probably would not enjoy an Andrea Sorrentino Justice League book. Yeah. Probably not because because <laughs> the story wouldn't reflect the art. But mm-hmm.
0: it, it did amazing with Outsiders War. It looked amazing in Green Arrow's book. Oh, yes. Yes. see, see, I, I have not read New Fifty Two Green Arrow. Yeah, I have I've Outsiders heard it's, War in there. I'm I've gonna get it. Really good. You need to read. Yeah, no, I've just it just good. the Outsider's... Is Jeff Lemire adding a? Super amount of lore and the art's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's my favorite run other than Longbow Hunters, oh, and yeah. you know, yeah, way girl. back in the day. Green Apparently, Lantern they're
1: referencing it. Longbow Hunters in the current Green Lantern. How could Green they not? It's so, like, somebody. Somebody sent that to me. They were like, "It's like somebody sent me an email, and they're like, so they're referencing Longbow Hunters in in, my, in, uh, in Green Arrow. So like, do you think they're going to cover it?" And I'm like, "I mean, they could." But it is CW. Yeah, so it is going to be kind of gritty. Like I don't know if it would be easy easy, enough. I'm
0: going to give you the book. You need to read. DC sent me the hardcover book for that one because they know that I'm a fan of that series. It is just incredible.
1: I mean, I don't know how CW could successfully adapt what's basically an adult-rated Green Arrow. You just
2: take out the. You just you just tone it down a little bit.
1: But but see, they don't even have like they don't even have Black Canary anymore. So that's the problem. You you can't show that whole side of like what happened to her. (laughs) You need Black Canary. Yeah, you kind of need that to make the significance Ah. of Longbow Hunters. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, that. it's it, like, like the art usually reflects the story. Yeah. Like you read Jim Chung art and it's like, okay, or you watch you, you look at Jim Chung art and it reflects the story that's like epic as, as hell. Yeah. Like man, shit's popping off. You, you look at Andre Sorrentino art and it's like, okay, so this is like really dark and gritty. yeah And you, you look at Jay Lee's art and it's like, this is like really melancholy. Like, you, you, like the art has to reflect the story. There's very few Sorry. artists
0: that I've read that no matter what they draw, I feel it fits. Like Jim Lee, I feel, could draw anything and you'd
2: be like, I'm on board. I yeah, but he's adaptive. Yeah. Uh, if you ever looked at his um, his early work in from Image, I'm trying to think of the name of it. I think it's Deathblow. It's really, really bad. Is it? <laughs> he's also been around for like 20. No, no, no. But like, though. but the art is amazing. Oh, he's and been around longer than 23 years. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. But well, he's, like he's been around 30. No, he's been around yeah, closer to 30 yeah. years. But yeah. The, the art on Deathblow is so, as you said, melancholic. Like it's all just like heavy inks, and it's black and white with splashes of color, and it looks nothing like Justice League when he jumps when he jumped on New 52 or any or his Batman work. It looks so different. The dude can do it. Yeah. Um, Stephen Szigec is another good one. Yes. That's like that. Yeah. I, I, no
0: matter what he draws, I will read it. When, yeah. when they put him on Aquaman, I was like, this is the greatest decision you have ever made, in DC. <laughs> yeah. And then like three issues and then like. And now we're gonna completely go in the opposite direction, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that was the worst decision oh, you was have that, ever was, made was he the one DC? that had like
1: the, the color pencil kind of art? It looked uh, like color pencil art. Because I know there was there was a point in Aquaman where I was like, dude, this art is on point. Yes, and I know I was what like, you're talking about. Yeah, I was like, dude, this art is this art is badass. See, I feel like Jim Lee's best art was like. 90 like 92, X-Men? 93 that is X-Men. Steven Sedgwick's art run. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's really what good. I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, that art looks amazing. It's great. But yeah I, yeah, I feel like Jim, Like my, well, I wouldn't say his best. I would say my favorite Your era favorite. of Jim Lee yes. art is, is not, I mean, Jim Lee's obviously gotten better over the years, but I would say like 92, 93 is like my, because it, it just screams X-Men, man. Oh. Like yeah. It's just, The ugh, X-Men, have, actually,
2: know? it's the best and worst thing that ever happened to the X-Men because no one will ever forget. Yeah, how good it looked and yeah. how different it was. The and, cover
1: for X-Men Volume 2 Number 1.
2: Yeah. I remember those variants that spanned like 10 covers. I bought them all because yeah, I thought was, they were all different stories and then yeah. the comic book retailer to be like those are, those are all the same book with different covers and I'm like yeah. that doesn't make any sense. But it was so He's like cool. no it does because I just sold you the same book 17 <laughs> times. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they adapted that version of the X-Men into the already made series which which, which cemented it further into the culture. Well, You'll never forget more, I thought it was more like X-Factor.
1: Well X-Factor and X-Men. It was it was Louis Simonson's X Factor, Louise and Walter Simon's X Factor. The X Men animated series. Yeah, with, with
2: it's it's that image of the X Men. It's Beast. It's that Beast. It's that Gambit. point. oh, realm, oh it, it's it is. that the stories Gray. that they were basing it oh, off. Yeah, absolutely. Were the old I'm X-Factor, just saying. But the, the visuals of yeah. that show
1: are from Jim Lee's X men Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but it's God, man. I see. I want to go watch X Men the animated series now. Yeah. Anyway, so but the so future I like of DC. Saying, future, saying, future, no, 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 yeah, let's hit that for the next topic. Okay. So finishing Robert Venditti's run on Green Lantern. Kind of going with that for example. Like that one caps out at 50, I think. Yeah. Right. And so, like, as far as I, from what I understand, they're ending Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. yeah. And they're ending Green Lanterns and they're going to merge them into one. Yeah. yeah uh, which is I, such right a good idea. idea. I think the future of what they're doing is, I think they're going to take, they're, I think they're going to go for familiarity and new. Because one of the things that I have to reconcile with all the time is, like, I sit down and I say, like, because I was thinking about this the other day while I was driving home. And I was thinking about like like you know some of the things that Marvel's done, some of the things that DC's done. And I'm like, okay, but I'm tired of reading some story about Iron Man's armor getting stolen because I've seen
0: that before. Mm-hmm. But if you're new, you haven't. Yes. Right. And that, so that, I that's the, always been my argument. I guess that every comic is someone's first. Comic. Somebody. Somebody. And I feel comic. like, especially in the last ten years a lot of these are people's first comments. Oh yeah, especially yeah. especially on the DC side with New 52. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like like a lot of them like most people like
1: they never read Longbow Hunters. They they know of yeah. the Death of Superman, probably never read it. Most people probably never read Nightfall. Like, yeah. there's there's a lot of these really really old stories that that people know of because they're talked about so often but may never have read. Yeah. And so so when you when you look at that my thought is if they're going to go for familiarity and they're going to go for something new. I think that Hal Jordan's going to become Parallax. I think the huh. means by which that happens is going to be different, and the end result is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I don't think it's going to be him trying to destroy the
2: universe because that no. was
1: that was you see, just trying to fix all the mistakes they made after mm-hmm. Christ on Infinite Earths. Yeah. But there's no need to do that. No. Because they have Doctor Manhattan to fix all the problems they made. So I hope they use it. Yeah. I hope they I hope they use that too. So I think that it's, it'll it'll turn out because I mean I would see I would love to see a scenario because you you have the entire like whole run of Geoff Johns to build on. Mm-hmm. So imagine you have like basically a rewrite. War of Light, yeah. Except it's them fighting Parallax so, instead of the Black Lantern. Yeah. Your pitch is
2: uh-huh. nostalgia.
1: Yeah, yeah, nostalgia. Yeah, that's exactly. Well, it. it's funny uh-huh.
0: because that that exact argument. I mean, yesterday we were talking, and you mentioned the, the JSA. You want to see that classic JSA, and you're right. That's a, that's like a, I get thinking that because I like the Earth Two JSA, mm-hmm. the the revamped versions. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're right. I do miss you know the helmet. The yes, yes. Yeah. You know, I do miss Alan Scott. Alan Scott. I, Alan, I do, Alan Scott. <laughs> I, do, I, do, I do miss all these old characters. But at the same, but at the same time, I I really liked that Earth Two run where everyone died and it yeah. was like traveling yeah. through space and all that crazy it, stuff. It,
1: it was a really good. I mean, it was it was cool. It was a good yeah. run. Like like see, I didn't I didn't read it when it first came out. I didn't read it until you said you should go check this out. And then I'm on issue number one and Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman die. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, so this is badass. And so like then I then I immediately get in. It was reading a good way
0: it. It, for the record. If you didn't know, Tom Taylor wrote that as well. Oh, I know. I, yeah. In my opinion, Tom Taylor shines when mm-hmm. there's no continuity for him to mess with. Yeah, yeah. And like everybody can die. Yeah, die. <laughs> Like, like, what's the worst way for
1: everyone to die? Well, Steppenwolf kills them all, and <laughs> that's it. So, I mean, it was, it was, it's, it's a super cool thing. But to me, there's there's something about JSA, and I think that kind of goes to like, how much I love Alex Ross' art. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I look at Alex Ross' art, and you look at how he draws a Justice League, like that poster in there. And it's like, well, superheroes weren't, like they're- That they're, is not a poster. Well, that, that, the, that is a piece of yeah, art. the yeah, piece of the the art. Canvas, the, painting, the lithiograph. The, the canvas painting, whatever. I'm sorry, um, Rob,
0: but if, you, you can't be like, I want to be artistic. But look at those posters. posters. (laughs) Um, But no,
1: like, 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 you look at Alex Ross art. It's like, okay, superhero. Like their moral compass isn't ambiguous. There's the good guys, the bad guys, yeah. Yeah. and the good guys beat the bad guys, and right. that's it. And so there, like, with the JSA, it's kind of like a, a legacy of heroes for days gone by. Mm-hmm. And so I, I look at things like Jay Garrick, and I look at Alan Scott, but for me, I desire that because it makes me nostalgia for an age of comics I wasn't part of. Yeah. Because I wasn't reading DC back then. Like, I I was, yeah, so
0: that's still new to you. Yeah, I wasn't right. reading
1: DC in the 90s, really. I wasn't reading it, certainly wasn't reading it in the 80s, and even wasn't really even reading it in the 2000s until New 52. Yeah. So then like, I, people say, go back and read Jeff Johns' JSA run. And like I, I read that stuff and it's like, okay, so like like Alan Scott and the Star Heart, you know, and then eventually like that goes to Kyle Rayner, which explains why he's just uber powerful as a Green Lantern. And it's like like all these things, and it's like, okay, but like I want to read that kind of stuff now. But I want to read it updated for a modern era. Yeah. And so like those that's the reason why I wanna see those kind of things. Like people talk about how amazing amazing Legion of Superheroes was, and it's like, okay, well, I wanna read that, but like updated for the modern era. Yeah. So and plus I'm just kind of getting burned out on reading the same characters all the time.
0: Oh, I mean in DC's I, lineup. <laughs> I think it's less that you don't so. want to see Iron Man's. I, it's funny you've mentioned that because it hasn't even happened I don't think recently no. at all uh, but, uh, well
1: there was a tie-in for Armor Wars but before that it, it's happened often on the the, the no first... I know
0: I know what you're saying it has happened off and on repeatedly yeah. Yeah. I just find it funny that that's your reference and it actually hasn't happened in I think like a year and a half yeah but uh.
1: yeah where's, where's I mean Armor Wars happened there was Titanium Man which is the crappy Russian version um, I mean it's happened over the years Where like, like Armor Wars was the first time that someone like Justin Hammer no what was it Somebody sold it sold it to Justin Hammer.
3: Yes. And then yeah. Justin
1: Hammer dispersed it among the villains. But like that's the that's that happened before or whoever it was that wanted to buy it. Like, that was the first big time that happened. Mm-hmm. And then that was so popular, it just happened occasionally. Right, yeah. Every now and then. So there hasn't, I mean, ever since the original Armor Wars, there hasn't been a big thing like that. But those are stories that I've read. Like, yeah. Tony Stark's alcoholism was like, kind of culminated in a demon in a bottle, and then was just sort of a trend that went on for like 40 years. I know, and, and, and so, I don't like,
0: like that, because it keeps coming back over it keeps and, over, back, and yeah. over and over. Like, in my opinion, by repeatedly bringing it back, it shows that you can never get past mistakes in your past. Right. You know, 30 years later, Tony Stark is still... Not just, oh, I shouldn't have a drink because I have this history. Mm-hmm. It's Tony Stark is now drinking again. And it's an exact same repeat problem, yeah. which everyone agrees that he passed on from. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying yeah. that alcoholics don't have problems. I've got a history with alcohol myself. But at the same time, you are capable of moving past. Yes, Not everyone is, and maybe Tony Stark can't, but there's that but capability. I always liked
2: the, the element of Tony Stark's character that was that he was an alcoholic. And he doesn't drink anymore. Right. But he did. Yeah. And so it was great. Like you'd actually have every time, like the artist would pay attention. You'd have the scenes where, like, they're celebrating and they're all having champagne. And he's like, he has a champagne glass full of water. Yeah. And you're like, that's nice. Like, that's no, just at a that. nice way yeah. to move on. Where, he's like, Stark really is an adult who, like, made decisions and chose to not do that anymore. And he's like, I can, I can celebrate my, with my friends, but I'm also still an alcoholic. Yeah. And yeah. I will relapse if I don't. Mitigated. I mean,
1: he had the force, work, the, I'm sorry, the, the DH Tony Stark who had a point where he didn't drink because, you know. Because he was too young. Because he was too young. Yeah, but, but, then, but, but I think it's after Superior Iron Man
2: that it he is. was like, ah! Well, that, that,
1: was, that was the whole thing. Is because you had, well, yeah, Superior Iron Man, he immediately picked it back up. Yeah.
2: And in the story. And I think in Fear Itself, he also picked it back up. But he did it to spite Odin. Yeah, yeah, he did it to spite Odin. Like, he he, got, he did it to like, Secret
0: Empire, which is the stupidest part because he was
2: a he was a hologram.
1: hologram. Yeah, in fear itself, he's oh like, he like, I'll give you the one thing I don't have, which is like my sobriety. That the one thing me. I don't want to give up. Like yeah. that was the
2: moment where I'm like, oh, they're going to do it. They're going yeah. to make him an alcoholic. They're going to make him an alcoholic again.
1: But that was because even if you look at the publishing side, like what was it? Demon in a bottle was written in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then 25 years later, Secret Wars happens. Or I'm sorry, a War, Civil War happens, and like he gets up on a podium and says, "I'm Tony Stark, and I'm an alcoholic." Yeah. It's been 25 years. Publishing side, why is it taking this? Like, yeah. but, but I like that's, that's, that. I
2: like that moment. It,
1: it is a cool thing. It's just it took 25 years for a guy to admit he's alcoholic, which there's so. He did it. Said no, he that, he but.
2: he's you know, he's he was using that as a as a framing device to be like, I have I have suffered addiction, and he's using oh, it as yeah. a, as, a, as a microcosm for the bigger picture. Yeah, I He also says that. that in the end of a, a Civil War frontline, where he says like, I know that I'm doing the right thing because throughout all this stuff, I never took a drink. Oh yeah, that's a really cool moment.
1: Well no, it was in, uh, no it was Ben York who yelled at him but that doesn't, nobody really cares because like what what you've done is screwed up everything else. Oh yeah, exactly. So yeah. Sally Floyd was the one who yelled at Captain America. <laughs> yeah, and was like, don't you know what MySpace is? Get with yes. the times.
2: Yeah. Loser. And you're like, well, get out of here, stuff. <laughs> the
0: reason, I, reason I, I was making a joke, but I, I, you guys had a great discussion. I want to interrupt it. No, um, no, no. The yeah. reason I made a, a comment about that, that you I find it funny that that's your, there's actually an example of what you're talking about having a Batman right now. Now, I don't know if the story's going to go in a different direction, because it started out very good. Mm-hmm. So we had, in the Detective Comics with James Tynion, we had uh, the Victim Syndicate. Which were the people that got injured by Batman while he was doing other things. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that that was a whole plot point repeatedly happening over and over and over. Yep. Brian Hill, Brian Edward Hill, the current writer for the new run, yeah. was setting up a brand new villain who had a similar thing that like many villains do, but it was like, your sidekicks are making you weak, this is what's making you not Batman. Oh, Death
2: of the Family? Yeah, yes. Death of the Family. Wolf. Don't a do constant it again. A thing,
0: and it was okay. He was setting up in a new direction, and since Death of the Family is old, I kind of had you, okay, yeah. this is new for a new generation. Sure. Not everyone has seen this kind of a story, and he's taking it in its own direction, focusing more on Cassandra and focusing more on uh, Black Lightning. Right and okay. it was like Black Lightning trying to lead Batgirl and Cassandra and Batgirl fighting against it being like oh no I'm old enough it was a good dynamic we just got the reveal of who the villain was you, Bat, Black Lightning or Batwing? no no Black Lightning he's in the book right now oh okay yeah Batman went out to get him because he wanted someone who wasn't affected by everything going on in Gotham and worked with him in the Outsiders does that
1: just happen? because I feel yeah, like I'm pretty like caught two up two or, or three Batman. issues Oh, huh. maybe I'm not... It was after... When
0: James Tieny's yeah. run ended, they had this weird, like, single issue horror yeah. story. Oh, okay. And then uh, Brian... Uh, I want to say it's Brian Edward Hill. I think I that's think you're right. Name. Yeah. He picked up the run, and it started out really good. The villain's known as Karma. That's the one that I was in. That's the one, yeah. Page two. Who,
1: yeah. Who is Karma? Okay, yeah, I haven't read that one yet. But
0: Batgirl's oh. in that, and she's been working with Bat Black Lightning... I forget the reasoning, but Batman wanted Black Lightning to lead the team. He's older. He's got more experience. Batgirl's doing her usual thing. No, I'm Batgirl. I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. She's been manipulating Black Lightning because she's like, no, I know Batman. I know what he really wants you to do. Right. And it's been a cool dynamic that's been going on, but we just got the reveal of Karma, and Karma is a villain that was affected by Batman doing other things, and Mm -hmm. you're just like, we just did that victim syndicate, and you're pulling from Death of the Family, and I get you're kind of merging the two storylines, and half of that's new for a lot of people. Yeah. But we just did Victim Syndicate. Exactly. Yeah. Now we just had the reveal. This could go in a different direction. Yeah. But if it just continues in this direction, it's like, right. That was 30
2: issues ago. Right. But if every unique new villain you create is circus themed and filled with a vat of acid, yeah. Like, come on. And is it faces been affected by acid? Right. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. my <laughs> joke is just like, you know, yeah. You can tell the Joker's origin like 16 different times and have 16 different villains, but like at the end of the day, it comes from a from a. Tired and retread origin yes. point, and it's like it come looks like on. it
0: looks like a lot of old storylines kind of being thrown together to try and make a new one.
2: Yeah, well, which like
0: th- th- which I think is working. Yeah, other than the villain's origin, mm-hmm. because that's just too fresh. It's yeah. too new. So going but- back to what you were saying, like I do agree. I do think the stories from ten years ago need to kind of come back and be updated for modern age. Yeah, I think that these companies need a cutoff point. If it's been done in 10 years, you can't do it. Right. If yeah. it's been done in 20 years, you're free to completely rehash it if you want. Exactly. But like, have these windows? Like, it can't yeah. be within the last year. It can't be within the last two years. Yeah. It has to be within like a good amount of time. But you.
1: But here's the here's the thing. Like, you can you can, and that's that's why I think that's why I think when the question becomes what's next for DC, I think that's when things shift, because like one of the most significant moments in the history of Batman is when Bane breaks his back. So then what if we took that and we said okay, basically like Batman's paralyzed again. Like Batman loses the ability to walk. Yeah. But it's not because of Bane. It's because like Red, you know, Red, uh, Red Hood goes too far. Yeah, or something right. happens. And there's a conflict between the two of them. And Red Hood's like okay look, like the reason why I will win this fight is because I'm willing to do things that you aren't. Mm-hmm. You've, you've got a moral compass, I don't. Yeah. I do whatever it takes to win. And organizes, essentially, like, you, you take the concept of Hush, led by Red Hood, which in turn leads to a final conflict between him and Batman, and by whatever manner or whatever means, he paralyzes Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's remorse, maybe there's not. But what you've done is you've taken a character of Red Hood, who everybody loves, you put him in a fight with a the character they want to see him fight the most, and yeah, yeah, and then and then got, you go. I don't know
0: if you're aware that's a Red Hood tattoo. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then this the you shape grab, of his, his, his yeah. bat, yeah,
1: <laughs> and then you grab the elements of Hush and and Nightfall. You merge them together, and you've essentially told a wholly unique story that experienced readers recognize, new new readers don't, but everybody's invested. Exactly. In. So I
0: feel, and like I said, that's what I feel like Brian uh, Edward Hill's doing right now. Except for the like we just did, Victim. Right. If you had given Karma a different origin. You had me. Like, I could recognize where this came from, but it was a brand new story. I'm okay. But by doing the recent thing, it's like, Dan cracked a joke about it. Karma's from the victim syndicate, he just didn't make the cut.
1: Right. Yeah. He's, he's one of the
0: leftovers. See, that's a great way to reconcile that, though. That could yeah. be. Yeah. He yeah. tried out for the victim syndicate and they were like, no, you're, you're too bad. Right. Like, or,
1: or, I mean, you could literally spin it off and just branch them off and just say, like, they didn't go far enough. Yeah. 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 I mean,
0: but throw in a lot. And maybe they yeah. will. Maybe maybe, they, maybe that's the easy fix. Yeah. yeah. It is too You know, Batman's is like, in, so. why didn't you join up with the victim syndicate? And he's like, they were too
2: soft.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they, they were not willing to go far enough. Or yeah.
2: maybe, or are they using the victim syndicate now?
0: No, the victim and is done. That was kind of James Tynion's right, thing. Right, right. No, but like, I
2: mean like they were dispatched or whatever. Yeah, they're gone. Because he could just kill them all and be like, no, I killed them. Uh, that could work too. <laughs> yeah. There's a number of reasons I am why the victim syndicate. make
0: that reconcile and keep going forward, yeah. but if you just maintain the... Like I said, it, it, we don't know where the story's
2: going yet. It's true, so... he could it could does be feel doing familiar. And, right
0: now it feels very familiar. Right now it feels like the big reveal was the victim syndicate reveal. Yeah. And it's like... Mm, you didn't okay. earn that. I will yeah. say though, it did lead to a really awesome Batman fight though. Oh. Karma's tearing him apart because Karma has the ability to read your mind mm-hmm. so he knows what Batman's doing. Oh. Right. So then he gets he's tearing Batman down and then he gets to a moment where Karma's like, you're, you're, you're racing. Your thoughts are racing, Batman. You can't keep track of what you're doing. And Batman's like, "No, that's so that you can't track what I'm doing." And
2: he slaps a rocket Damn. pack to him and he shoots him into the sky. Nice. That's actually pretty badass. <laughs> Batman
0: always wins, guys. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs>
1: because apparently he has a,
0: a an atta- detachable rocket pack in yeah. the utility belt. In the yeah.
1: utility belt, yeah. <laughs> Superman gave it to him. That's what he uses. <laughs> he builds those. He yes, builds those, those all of them Yeah. Ones. No, I, I think that's the future of DC. I think the future. I think the initial the initial leg work on Rebirth is done. I think DC basically, with, with Rebirth, they were saying, okay, so the, the way, like, the way things, after Flashpoint, things were supposed to go back to normal, but they didn't, and yeah. Dr. Manhattan's a reason why. Read Doomsday Clock or Doomsday Clock to find out what happened that led to that. Mm-hmm. But, like, in the end term, we're basically bringing back the universe that you know. Yeah. And I think most of that's done. I mean, you got Wally West back. You have, you know, Donna Troy and the Titans back. You've got uh, the Legion of Superheroes who were on their way. Shazam's back. I mean, we only really seen him once, but he's going to be in
0: Doomsday Wait, Clock. Wait, Jeff got- Johns has all that stuff. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if, so 50 issues, that should be done by the end of this year. Yeah. I because, mean, oh, yeah. like, Justice League's 50 issues. And mm-hmm. then, so we're, look, we're literally looking at 2019 and onward. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if, like, regardless of what happens at Doomsday Clock's delays and how it's gonna affect things and things like that, Doomsday Clock's doing what you just said. Yeah. Here's Jay Garrick. Here's the JSA. Here's Shazam. Here's the Legion. Yeah. Yes, they are back. They're doing old stories again, but you don't know them. Mm-hmm. That kind of an attitude. Yeah. Yeah, well, it could just be
1: that, like, once it's said and done, then, then Superman's like, look, if you can't fix everything, Dr. Manhattan, then at least give people their memories back. Yeah. And everybody remembers everything. Mm hmm. Which, which is good. Uh, that could very well be one of the things that feeds into the finale of a flash, uh, flash War when Wally's like, I remember everything. Yeah. Because him recalling everything is happening as Dr. Manhattan's giving them giving yeah. right of their memories back. Yeah. And they couldn't spoil that because that's what's going to happen in Doomsday Clock. So it's, it's entirely possible that, that those things could work. And everything returns. Everybody remembers who they are. And then suddenly from there, it picks up. Really, the, the only way you're going to know, because Doomsday Clock is so far out from being done, It'll, it'll be the end of the year. Before it's three months right now. Three months yeah. apart, aren't they? Uh, yeah. I got the well, email it's, from it's, DC. The yeah, next September one is September.
0: September. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they sent me the book. They're like, hey, can you review Doomsday Clock? The latest issue. And they're like, we're going to put it out right as, I think it's seven? Yeah. Well, no, the, the most recent one just came out two weeks ago.
2: Yeah, that was, was six. So yeah. it was two weeks ago? Yeah. So are they, I
0: guess they're going back to monthly? It can't be. I, I know. I know. No, was, the next
2: I, one's coming out. Like, I think at the end of September. Like, okay. The twenty sixth or something. So
0: we're kind of in a weird like. It's still two yeah. months. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because they because they asked me for the review and they're like we just need it by the end of August because we're gonna put it out with the new one which is coming out sometime in September. Yep. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But well, that's that's I mean the. But the still, if you go every two months, we're going into next year with Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, oh we, that we was, are. No.
2: Yeah. That's the most frustrating part is like these fifty like maybe it could be that they were like. Can you make it 50? Like, can you can you go 50 to 200 issues? Because Doomsday Clock won't end until 2019. Yeah,
0: yeah, that could be it. Because, in all honesty. When Tom King started, did we hear it was 100 issues? I think very early on we did. I, I don't think no, he don't said think... it
2: right away. I think he said it like when people. I, I remember him like really towing the 100 issue line when everyone started complaining. Yeah. No, I remember him bringing up 100
1: issues when uh, when they got married in issue number 50.
2: Yeah. And like woman, I know he brought it up again there. Him. Yeah, yeah brought I brought it up earlier than that. I don't remember I him saying, like, I want to say it was like at least by I Am Bane, if not later. I think yeah. it was
0: when he proposed. Yeah. I think, because then he was he was towing that 100-issue
2: line up. Yeah, I think that's yeah. exactly what it was.
0: Because everyone's like, what are you going to do with this? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I've got 100 issues
2: planned. Yeah, I, I think like, that was it. Which, I
0: mean,
1: given the given the direction some of the titles have gone, where, where it seems like they're kind of killing time.
2: Yeah, so it like, could be that the future of DC has already been written, and they've already planned it, and it was supposed to be this year, but because of Doomsday Clock, it yeah. can't be. They have, yeah. to, so, they have to push so it So it's just like, you're going to get some fun, cool, nostalgia stories, and then you'll see the... Jam- the I mean, the, the, I
0: will say, I do like... The story's having these like the latest Batman one, right. as good as it was, as exploring Batman's character, mm-hmm. which Tom king. And I know you disliked it. That's I know. I
2: mean, like it, it's it's about you know the Lee weeks are freaking rocked. Though.
0: But what I'm saying is, as, <laughs> as, as 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 much as what I liked about it's about it, Batman right now. It's, it's it's well, it's Batman. It's it. You could take it or leave that story. Yeah. There's oh, you don't that, need
2: it. It's a it's totally... A, it's a filler. Yeah, total filler. And
0: everyone knows I hate filler, but what I hate what I hate is filler in a story. Yes. I don't like not getting to the point because we decided to take a sidetrack of Barry going to get a milkshake. Right. You know, I like just doing our story. Yeah. And I kind of liked the three-issue concise, like, little mini-series. I like those in yeah.
2: Batman, especially because usually it involves, like, a, te- a detective story or a gritty crime story. Like, Yeah. Because Batman's a triple-A selling title. He's got to be in every event. He has to fight gods. You know, like, but at the end of the day, Batman's a crime fighter. Yeah. He deals yeah. with murderers. It's, the best Batman story should be like an SVU episode. You know, like, and, and that's one thing I have liked about what Tom King has done. He's kept him
0: on that ground level. Yeah. I, has Batman found anything huge in in Tom King's run? No, it's no. all
1: Bane. Yep. Bane's the biggest thing. Bane, he's and fought. he's
2: been manipulating things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And
1: I guess Clayface when he went crazy, but it's not. Yeah, aside but that from, was not yeah. a detective.
2: Like, oh, that was a detective, King's right. approach yeah. to Batman is not like it's not very it's like, grounded. Yeah, he's not like metaphorically yeah. everything like Grant Morrison would, nor is. So you like, he's, it's like he's letting epic. Scott
0: Snyder do that in Justice League. Yes. yes. He's yes. Like, like, in Justice League, Batman's going to shrink down and be inside of Superman's bloodstream right. and fight against Lex Luthor out in space against the Oracles mm-hmm. or whatever they are. Right, Which, right. by the way,
1: oh my God, dude, Justice League. Great issue. <laughs> oh my, dude. Yeah. Fuck. Dude, I am I am so, okay. It was interesting reading Tom King's, uh, no, James Tynion's, um League of Doom. Yeah. The return of the Legion of Doom. Yeah, that, that filler yeah. issue and the Justice League run. issue. Yeah. Which is um, good by the way. Yeah, dude, but dude, like picking back up, man, dude, Scott Snyder's Justice League is just retardedly good. Because like it's like like it, dude it is. It is it is, it is it's good. Stupid good. I dig because, it. because I think I think so far it's been a bit of a struggle because looking back at Brian Hitch's run, while it was enjoyable, it seemed like it was just filling time. I didn't yeah. care for it. And then you look at Christopher Priest's run and it was kind of hard
0: to follow. Mm-hmm. Christopher Priest's run was hard to follow. Brian Hitch's run was killing time. I did bring that up. And yeah. Scott Snyder wouldn't talk bad about any previous runs, obviously. No, he's um, friends with them. He knows but I Because I, I said my biggest complaint was I liked Brian Hitch's run, but the problem is it, it didn't reflect anything. Right. The whole run felt like it was Elseworlds Mm -hmm. because it ended with kids that we will never see again big time
2: yeah well unless some other writer or Brian Hitch wants to use them
0: yeah well but I doubt they
2: will there's no way that doesn't exist exactly
1: that is kind of the weird thing Brian Hitch's Justice League run doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like the current Justice League no No. it doesn't feel like it's part of it almost feels like he had that pitch
2: like when they were working on the New 52 yeah and he dusted it off and then just yeah just rolled it in that would have been great
0: than the New 52 because we were still questioning what the timeline was and everything then you could have well here's kids they're like what? Yeah. yeah. Here's the timeless and whatever. Now I'm cool. But, but yeah no I mean the, the only
1: not really a complaint cuz I'm I'm kind of dumb. So the only thing that that I that, I'm, that I struggle with with Scott Snyder's Justice League are like all the metaphors mm. and like all the dialogue and it's yes. like it's, it's like, a lot. It is it's a lot to take in in a singular issue. It's a lot,
2: but issue 6 I think finally like paid it off. Yeah. Because it felt like it, it felt like a lot of padding until you got yeah. to it. And you're like, oh, okay, it all kind of yeah, that's, see, that's It all what, locks into
1: place. That's what I love so much about issue number six. Because issue number six boiled it down to the fact that looks, it's like, okay, Lex Luthor's doing this because his basic philosophy is, of what point is doing anything impactful if you're not alive to see it? Yes. So that's the only reason he's doing this. Mm-hmm. Is because like he wants people to like he wants to be there wants to see it happen yeah and that's 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 what I kind of dig about it and that's that's why I think sometimes with Snyder I think it's easier to read it all in trade yeah than like individually yeah because then it's just kind of like okay this is kind of difficult but that's that's one thing I, now I am well because
0: st- it comes out every other week I'm doing really good with keeping track. yeah this is true is totally that's right that's, that's yeah this is yeah. a monthly book I can tell you right mod now. Model. If that was a monthly book, oh, I would have no. dropped yeah. it and it waited been for a wrap. Yeah. But
2: thank God for Jorge Jimenez's art, because that thing keeps the pace. Oh my
1: God, yeah, it's, it, is, it is super cool. But that's, that's what I love about this, because I was, I was reading through that, and I was like, oh my God, all this makes sense. So everything that's happened here, like like it just happens to be some artifact left the source wall and crash landed on Earth. Yeah. It's just the only reason why Lex Luthor took over the body of Superman, and why Joker took over the body of Batman, and why the entire Legion of Doom has been recreated, Yep. Is because Lex Luthor's like, I want to be a bad guy and I want to do bad guy shit. <laughs> yeah, but I want to be here to see whatever happens. Exactly. Happen, so like, I'm gonna do this. Yep. Then. Yeah. Now that said, I am still very upset and sad about Lex Luthor being a bad guy. Me too. I think he was much better when he was a hero. I don't you know, think he was as better. Much I as much think as I it was just this trope. I, I'll as take much it.
0: as I hate this trope, I would have actually preferred if we kept good guy Lex Luthor. And evil Lex Luthor came out of the other timeline. Yes, we've but seen. You,
1: you can't have two Lexes running around. And, and that could—that's the
0: trope that we wouldn't have been able to deal with. Well, they—they—they've they done but they it. Could, they couldn't keep it for a long time. They did an Infinite Crisis, and it was could you a imagine, great payoff. Could you imagine eventually bad guy Lex Luthor killing good guy Lex Luthor? Absolutely. The whole battle is between the two See, of that them. That would be cool. And that's eventually that's, good that's guy the way has it has fight way it could end. And yeah. then good guy Lex Luthor sacrifices himself. For but that's, yeah. that's, that's
1: what I'm saying. Like your whole stand. I mean, the, the, they did have two Lex Luthers during Infinite Crisis, but the problem is
2: Alexander was killed by oh, Joker.
1: Yeah, like you wouldn't but, let well, me into your but,
2: but really, he was killed by Lex Luthor, well, who Lex used the Joker yeah, as a weapon. He used a Joker and as a the Joker, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I would like to see like pre-Crisis Lex or pre-Flashpoint Lex Luthor show up and go like just put on his his suit and be like. Like you're dressed like Superman. What are you doing? Yeah, you know, like I, I, I want to
1: see. Okay, I could see that. I could see them doing like a hush type storyline, mm. where like like pre-crisis Lex Luthor is somehow back mm-hmm. and is operating from the shadows the entire time, right? And is systematically working to destroy
0: everything that Lex Luthor yeah. has built. But then again,
2: we and don't, he don't even know. This is past we self, we know? don't even know if they're pre-flashpoint or post-flash. Like they're all the same characters. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh-huh. I, I hate to do this because I feel like no, it's a really it's good true. conversation, it's... but we have a super tight schedule today. Yes. Uh, to try and ram in everything. So. Closing thoughts on this future for DC. I feel like this whole episode has just been a lot of discussion of the direction of comic industry. Yeah. It's
1: true. Uh, Nostalgia. Like, Nostalgia. I, like, I, I, like, I, like I agree I like that with phrase. that. I think, and new-staldia. with
0: the, the, with how strong the, the audience has received Wally, how strong people want Shazam back, mm, how strong yeah. it is to see Batman back in your one costume. Yeah. Um, it, it, I think it's time. I think I think DC has been away from the classics long enough, and I feel like Rebirth was like dipping their toe in. Yeah. To see, well, are you going to want this? Yeah. Or... Do
2: we really like? Do we make a big enough new audience, or do we need to go back?
0: Yeah. And I, I feel like going to new nostalgia is a great idea at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
2: I will also throw out an honorable mention for the Black Label line. I think that if it's successful, and if the original graphic novel format works. I think they'll roll out with more. Yep. I think that'll be the way that they keep weary creators who are still good but not interested in working on like the month to month story yeah. in the DC roster. Oh, I think it'll definitely succeed. I think things I like think Batman White
1: idea. Knight. I think things like Batman Sins of the Father. Yeah. I think that like oh um, that uh, Nightwing New World Order. Yeah, book. New World Order. I think things like Mister Miracle. You know. Yeah. Some, I think I think that these black you know, label, mini black and label. maxi series have easily proved. And if the story is compelling enough, people will buy OGNs totally. strictly oh, yeah. on yeah. characters. So yep. I think that Black Label... I think, I think Earth
2: area. 1 taught that, but like, hey, let's do it again. Yeah, let's let's do One. more yeah, of that, fine. True. Well,
0: because yeah. Earth 1's having so many issues getting books out. I know. Yeah, that's they, yeah they publish so infrequently. It's because they're so and, good, and, too. And in all honesty, as much as I like Earth 1, it's basically just the Ultimate line. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's its own continuity. It's totally. its own thing. No, it's, all, yeah. it's DC Ultimate. Yeah, and that's what it is. And I do like how they're handling I think they're doing a lot better than Ultimate. Big time. Because Ultimate's big problem was, well, we have a line. We need a book. Make yep. a book. Even yeah. if it's not good, just make a book. Yeah, exactly. He yeah, was, was trying to rework
2: everything. No, just yeah. put out As a book when something. it's good. When it's good, put it out. Yeah
0: so thank you guys for joining us today this is streamed live most Thursdays at about 2pm Eastern Rob and I go through various things Where Rob's not here I'll have Dan or Gary joining me on the show and occasionally Sal flies in with Tiffany hey, it's definitely a great show r right Rob isn't it like the greatest show on YouTube it is the greatest show ever, uh, greatest there's, show ever. there's
1: all the greatest shows that have ever existed then there's this
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can also support us by going to twitch.tv and watching it live or if you just want to support us going over there and subscribing to watch the live show in the, in the video on demand you can also go over to our Patreon Patreon com/comicstorian, where you get early access to the RNBEs, you get early access to about five different podcasts, including a conspiracy discussion, a gaming discussion, and you also get early access to three different Comicstorian videos per week. Uh, Sal, before yeah. we go, just in case somebody
2: decided to skip ahead in the video, right? Where are well, you from? Uh, visit YouTube.com/comicpop and uh, check us out. Five uh, shows per week discussing your favorite and least favorite comics.
0: There you go. Nice. All right. Uh, thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you next week right here on RNBE. Peace.